Hallelujah. Let us move into our sermon. Amen. We are still working out of the series of seeing Jesus as our Lord, Shepherd, and Savior. Living a life used by God. Amen. I was going to move on, but God brought me back to that second verse in the 23rd Psalm. So you're not finished with it yet. And as he started working with me, I said, Lord, you're right. What a word for a time such as this. Allow us to read the scripture coming out of Psalms 23. We're going to read verse 2, and it reads, He maketh me lie down in fresh, tender grass pastures. He leads me beside the still waters and restful waters. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it for the day. Let us pray. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, pour me out as a drink offering. Lord, I can't preach, so you preach through me. Allow your Holy Spirit to play me as an instrument so that your people will hear you. Lord, speak. Speak through me. Speak to us that we may hear your voice. Cut through all the static. Cut through all the hardness of heart and allow us to hear you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get my towel. The subject matter that I want to deal with this morning is Jesus, the Prince of Peace, in the eye of the storm. Let's make that a little bit shorter. Living in the peace of our shepherd. Hallelujah. As I kept on looking at this verse number two, I realized something that I didn't see last week. That in order for the sheep to, to lie down, in order for them to drink from the still waters, he has set them in an atmosphere of peace. Yeah, yeah. Sheep are timid animals. They, they, they are fearful of everything. If, if the wind blows, they're fearful. If the water's rough, they're fearful. If they hear noises, they are fearful because they recognize that their defense system, are, they're not able to run fast. They're not able to fight. They are limited. In fact, they bring nothing to the table. <laughs> their confidence, their, their, their peace, their assurance is in their shepherd. And he sets the atmosphere for them to lie down, to be comforted, to be in peace, for them to be okay, for them to not have no fear. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that there's over 365 verses in the Bible that says, fear not? My, my question is, why are there so many verses that says, fear not? 
the reason why there's so many verses in the Bible that deal with fear not because he knows that there's going to be a lot of reasons to fear. Yeah. He even speaks of, of fear not in us today. And with all that's going on, with all that is happening, God is talking about not fear not because your circumstances is okay, but fear not because he is God. Hallelujah. What a word that is needed today. This is a supernatural peace. This is a peace that begins on the inside in our confidence in him. And because we know that we are in his hands, that we're able, regardless of what's going on on the outside, we know we're in his hands. Hallelujah. This is looking solely to him and that he has peace within him. So first of all, if we have peace with him, we can have peace from him. Uh, somebody didn't hear me today. If you are in proper relationship with him, if you are in his hands, if you have given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are lined up in obedience to him, he said, hey, we got peace. I'm your father. I love you. I got you. So now you got peace with him which then you can expect, you can ask for, you can lead on peace of him, that he will give you his peace. How needed is this message in a time of unrest? How needed when it looks like that we have no reference point, everything is moving? I, 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 I remember being in a car and the turning lane was turning. They started moving. And as I was watching them, it seemed like I was moving. I pressed deeper into the brake. I still felt like I was moving. I had to turn away from the moving vehicles and turn to something that wasn't moving to get my equilibrium that I understood I'm not moving. Well, well life and, and, and what we're happening today is everything is in flux. Everything is moving. And you need to look to something that can keep you. Something that is stable. Something that is greater than you are. His name is Jesus. When we look at Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, he, he comes with a title. He comes with titles. It says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That is not just a title. That is who he is. He is what his name say he is. But you got to tap into it. You got to go to him. You got to lean on him. Listen to Jesus in the gospel of John chapter 14. One. He has just told them that he's going to be crucified. He just told the disciples that he's going to leave them. He just told them that I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise up in three days. Then he said, let your heart not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. He said, let your heart, after what you just said, they've been with you 
for three and a half years and now they're going to watch you be crucified and you say to them that there is an ability if they trust you, if they trust your word, that their heart don't have to be troubled even though they're going to go through this trial. It seems impossible. From a human standpoint, it doesn't make sense until you realize that our God is God all by himself. And one of the benefits he gives to his children is that when trouble comes, when, when situations come, if you fall on your knees, if you give it to him, our God is able to let a supernatural peace come in your heart and your mind. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I, I know he does this. He, he has kept me through many storms and situations. When I thought I was going to lose my mind, I fell on my knees. I said, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I trust you. And then sometimes you got to stay there until you really give it to him without taking it back. And God will keep you. A peace will come. A joy will come. Let's look at some more promises. He says in John 14, 27, he says, he said, peace I leave with you. He says, my peace. Not the peace you get from the world. What did he say? He said, I'm not talking about circumstance peace. I'm not talking that everything is good around you. I'm talking about that in the fact you and me, and I mean you, and that you know I got you, you can put your faith in me, and I will give you what I have. My brothers and sisters, that's a promise. That's a promise. Can I be honest with you? I don't know anybody who stays here all the time. But I'm learning that when I find myself out of peace, I know how to get there. I begin to say, wait a minute. I don't belong here. This is not my element. My element is staying in his peace. So I begin to work my way. I need to stir up myself. I need to turn my eyes on him. When, when things begin to boggle my thinking, when things begin to trouble my heart, and I know that it's the devil attacking me, I have learned that when I catch myself, that when I recognize I'm a place where I don't belong, when I'm allowing the enemy to speak into my mind, I, I learn how to speak back and go to the Prince of Peace who has given me a promise, has given you a promise that he will keep you in his perfect peace because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. It's Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace. I will keep you, listen, in peace, peace, whose mind, whose thinking is stayed on you. He said, because he trusts, 
bottom line, what's this? He said, well, when you get him on your mind and you quit the other voices from talking to you, there's a lot of voices talking. Hallelujah. There's your flesh talking, Satan is talking, people are talking, the news is talking, the situation is talking, but the one voice you ought to listen to above all other voices is is Jesus. Can can, can I share with you? When you don't have peace on the inside, you don't have peace with nobody. You ever seen some folks that they always got an attitude? They always look like they cocked and loaded and ready to fire. That, that they got that they got something's wrong. And everybody knows that something's wrong, but they don't know something's wrong, but something's wrong. The, the problem is, is not on the outside, though they're blaming everybody on the outside. The problem is on the inside. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I'm not talking about you because I used to be there. So I know what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, can speak to your heart, can speak to your spirit, can speak to your mind, and he can make you have peace on the inside because he is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody, I hear somebody say, you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm going through. You know what? I don't have to know what you're going through because I know Jesus knows what you're going through. And because I know he knows, he would not have allowed the trouble to come without coming through him. And if he can't keep you in it, he would not have allowed it. Amen. Know what I realize is that in a tornado that's tearing up everything around it, if you was to get in the center of the eye of the tornadoes, it's quiet and it's peace. God uses nature to show us his character. And what he's saying is, if you get in the eye, no matter how big, how much wind is blowing, no matter how much it's doing construction, destruction. If you get in the center point, Jesus has to be the source in the center of your everything. Will you make him the center and source of everything? You'll find a place of peace. And scripture says this, that passes all understanding. That you can't figure it out. It don't make sense. Humanly speaking, folks would think you crazy. You'd be walking around with a smile on your face with your heart broke. You'd be walking around and there's a joy on the inside when everything is going wrong. Matter of fact, I've been to the place where I thought, what's wrong with me with everything that is going on? I ought to be pulling out my hair but there's a peace. There's a joy. Lord, am I losing my mind? And the Lord said, no, I got you. In spite of what's going on, I got you. So that's why, though you know what's going on, it's not touching you emotionally. I have created a space between you and your situation. You have put your eyes 
Why worry about something you can't change? All the worry in the world can't fix your situation. You might as well go to the one who has the power, who has the compassion, who has the will to change your situation. And if he don't change your situation, he will strengthen you in the midst of it. Hallelujah. I don't know how he does it. I just know that he does it. And you got to understand, you got to know that he cares. That he cares. That he cares. Hebrews chapter 4 is interesting. The, the Hebrew writer and, and some theologians think it's Paul, some think it's Apollos. We don't know because the author isn't named. But whoever he is, he, he, we know he's Jewish because he uses a lot of Jewish background. He's eloquent in his, in his thinking, in his writing. But here he says, since the promise remains, Enter, therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his rest, that's peace. That's joy. Let us fear lest any of you seem not to come short. Listen, he's not really talking about the salvation. He's talking about the promise that he has since you've been saved. That there's a rest in him. There's a dependency on him. There's a knowing him that he will give you what nobody else can give you. You can experience him for yourself. He said, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. And when he says them, he talked about the children of Israel. But the word which they heard did not benefit them. He talked about those who came out of Egypt. They did not have the faith to go take the promised land. Listen, it was done. It was done. He said they they were his children. They've been delivered out of Egypt, but they didn't enter all the way into that which God had for them. Why? Because though the word was told them what God had, Moses told them, he said, but it was not mixed with faith to those that heard it. They heard it, but they didn't believe him. Listen, faith is trusting God at his word. His word is real. And even though you don't feel it at first, even though you don't see it, you know that God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. You know, we make a whole lot of excuses for not trusting God. Look, look what it goes on to say. It says, for we who have believed do enter in the rest, as he said. So I swore, this is God said, so I swore in my wrath that they would not, God got so tired of them, he said, okay, wander for 40 years. Wander in the desert. I believe they went to heaven, but they didn't enter the promise. I said, Although the works was finished from the foundation of the world. Know what he's saying? He said, when I said in Genesis 1, when I started creating, when I created, I, fin- I finished everything. You know what that's telling me? That my victory's already won. Yes, 
Your victory already won. We're not working towards victory. We're working from victory. We're working towards what has already been done for you and I. The journey is a learning experience. It's a growing experience. See, if you don't grow, your faith don't benefit. You can't go from kindergarten to high school unless you're a genius. Hallelujah. This is a spiritual walk of knowing him, of getting to trust him, of watching him work miracles in your life. You ought to have a new testimony all the time. There ought to be a new experience of him all the time. If you're walking with him, your journey, your testimony shouldn't be just a 40-year testimony. You ought to have a testimony of what God is currently doing in your life. My struggles is an opportunity to see God show out. Hallelujah. No, I don't like some of the things we go through, but I, but I, but I, but, I, but my faith is strengthened when I see God do stuff that I've never seen Him do before. When I see Him show up right on time, my faith grows stronger because I am experiencing Him on the Christian journey. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. So yes, we cry sometimes, but the cry turns to shout. When God brings you out. Hallelujah. When God delivers you, you know without a shower doubt, it was nobody, nobody but him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I want you to see something in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 33. He says that he brings the sheep to still water. So I took that and said, Lord, show me still waters in Scripture. Matthew chapter 8 is when they are getting in the boat. And watch this. As they get in the boat, right, it says that, that a storm came up. Suddenly. Did you know that Satan attacks suddenly? Trouble comes suddenly. You wake up. You went to bed, everything was fine. Yeah. But when you wake up, suddenly. Does yes, anybody know what I'm talking about? That there's some sudden troubles that are happening in your life unexpectedly. Yes. You didn't see it coming. Matter yeah. of fact, when it hits you, it, it, it knocked the wind out of you. Yeah. Did you ever see somebody that before you was okay, but now they got an attitude? And you wonder what out of suddenly. So, so don't be dismayed. Do not fear when sudden trouble comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea. So the boat, now this blew me away. I never said it was covered. You know what that means? That the boat was full of water without seeking. Hold on. When a boat is full of water, it sinks. It's going down. They had enough time to go get Jesus and wake him up because they know it's full of water, but the boat couldn't sink with Jesus in it. Amen. Can, can I talk to you for a moment? Yes, sir. Your boat can't sink with Jesus in it. Amen. 
Hallelujah. There was what if we when we die, there was time for you to go to heaven. If you're walking in his will, then your, 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 your work is over with. Listen, this is not home. This is not home. Hallelujah. So he's asleep and they come get him, right? And they said, when he come get, he said, yeah, little faith. And in that fact, I said, well, well, why does he say that? You know, why? Because they let fear take over. And what they didn't notice was that they was looking at the circumstances and didn't notice the miracle. The miracle is that the boat wasn't sinking, Amen. though it was covered. And they saw the waves and the water, but didn't take notice it wasn't sinking. <laughs> I mean, can, can I go just can I step into this a little bit? Isn't it amazing how God would keep you in the midst of trouble? Isn't it amazing that he don't have to change your circumstance, but you don't seem to be moved by it? Isn't it amazing how, how, how folks are waiting for you to falter, waiting for you to act up, waiting for you to, to, to clock out, waiting on you to give up, and you still standing? Have you ever been to the place that you don't know how you making it yourself? But you putting yes, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, you know you're not this strong, but you know it's God that's keeping you. Have you ever lost a loved one and know you was crying? There was still a peace in the midst of your tears. Oh, somebody need to talk back to me. Won't God do it? Haven't God done it in your life? That's the peace of God. That's the presence of God. So now Jesus stands up and the Bible says he rebukes the wind. He rebukes the way, and instantly, as suddenly as it came, it was gone. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, really, Scripture says, or in the Greek it says, that it became perfectly calm. Yes, sir. There wasn't even no evidence that there was even any waves. It was silent. It was still. Our God is a bad God. The next one I want to look at, just showing us the power of our Lord Jesus about stealing the water. Matthew 14, 22-33. He had just fed the multitude, and they're talking about making him king. And I think that the disciples was probably getting caught up in, 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 in their dilemma. They said, yeah, let's make him king. He must be the Messiah. What it is is that they just want him to feed them. <laughs> You know, people are users. They will use you as long as they can. And God won't let nobody use him. You got to know him and walk with him. Get closer to him. Then, See, when he got your heart, he got all of you. You already got his heart and don't even know it. Hallelujah. So, so, so he sees them, he's praying, and he sees them rolling in the midst of the sea. Watch this. He sends them to the other side, knowing that trouble was going to come. But he wanted them to experience something more of him. So here they are rolling, it's night, it's dark, and he comes walking on the water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
he, he, he's God. He, he can do, he's, he's empowered by the Holy Spirit, so he can do whatever he needs to do. He come walking, and, and they scream because they believe, Jewish people believe, that you will see the deaf angel coming. So they thought he was the deaf angel, so they screamed. Then he said, be of peace. Yeah. <laughs> be of good cheer. For his life. Listen, peace again. He has not stopped the wind. He has not stopped the way. And he speaks peace before he does anything. I think Peter really don't know what he's saying. He just, you know, kind of, he, he speaks before he thinks. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you. Jesus said, come. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking on the water. Do you know when he began to sink? Is when he took his eyes off the Lord and put it on the circumstances around him. Yeah. Yeah. May I ask you a question? Who are you looking at? What are you looking at? I, I, I realize that, that when I'm not appropriating the, the promises of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord in my life, is because I've taken my eyes off of him. I have allowed something, I have allowed someone, I have allowed circumstances to move me out of the place where my source is. Because my source is Jesus. I admit, situation will take your wind away. It will keep, get you out of alignment. But we have to learn to get back in alignment with Jesus. Put our eyes on him. Listen, this is a fight. This this, this, this is a fight. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself, build yourself up. You got to speak to yourself. You got to sing to yourself. Listen, sometimes you can't call somebody because when you call them, they got bigger problems than you got. Have you ever called somebody and you want to talk about your problem, but they're talking about their problem, and now you're more depressed than what you started off at? Hallelujah. Listen to Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Paul is writing this in prison, a dungeon. He's writing when the situation is all messed up. You would think he would be down and depressed. You would think he'd be saying, Lord, I've been doing what you want me to do, and you got me here. He's a dungeon. He's in a dungeon because he's preaching the gospel. Look, he says, rejoice in the Lord. Always. He said, let me say it again. I said, rejoice. He said, gladden yourself. Gladden yourself in the Lord. He said, how do I gladden myself? You start thinking about the goodness of the Lord. You start talking about how good he's been. You start remembering for where he brought you. You go through the scriptures that talk about your mighty God. You remember that he saved you and brought you out of darkness. You remember now you are in the kingdom of light and not in the kingdom of darkness. You remember that God's been good to you all the days of your life. You remember that he showed up and showed up in the past so you know he's going to show up in the future. You remember that our God is good and that he cares for you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, he said, let your gentleness be known to all men. He said, and the Lord is at hand. Listen, he said, he's present. He's right here, right now. My fact, if you're saved, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of God. He's right here. Say that with me. He's right here. He's in me. He's all around me. He's under me. He's over me. The presence of the Lord is here. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Let's go on. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, be anxious, be worried, be fearful for nothing. Paul, what are you talking about? Do you know my situation? Paul would say, do you know my situation? He said, I'm in prison and I'm on orders and they're going to behead me. And I still got the peace of the Lord. I still got the joy of the Lord. Yeah. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, he said, tell him. Tell him where you're at. Tell him. Even if he knows, you still need to speak out of your own mouth. You need to tell him just where you're at. You need to let him know. That there's something about when you speak it. There's something about when you say it out your own mouth. There's something about when you just, just in conversation, Lord, help me. Lord, I'm about ready to give up. Lord, this is where I'm at. Lord, I'm mad at you. Lord, I don't understand. Listen, God is big enough to handle your doubt. But if you tell him where you're at, he's big enough to give you faith in place of your doubt. Hallelujah. He said, let it be known unto him. Then after you get through saying it, praise him. Thank him. Worship him. See, 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 now you need to worship him. So let your request be known unto God. Next verse. He said, and, and the peace of God. Now, in the Greek it says, he would set a garrison over your heart and your mind. That means that God will he put a tent over you. He'll watch over you. Hallelujah. I remember one of the hardest times of my life when going through a transition. And God gave me in my spirit Psalms 91. Psalm 91. And I would go over that verse every day, sometimes several times a day, and I would just meditate on that in Psalms 27, and I would concentrate on the verses that talk about his deliverance, talk about his cover, that talked about what God would do. In here in, in, in Philippi, it said he would set a garrison or he would set a tent. The picture in the Old Testament is this, is that he's a father eagle and he covers the eaglets. Hallelujah. Let me explain. A mother and father eagle multi-time mate for life. And this nest is about 10 feet, 7 feet big. And the eaglets is underneath. When the storm is coming, one of them begins to fly towards the storm because the storm has an upcurrent and it gets it higher. Eagles can fly 20,000 feet up in the air and they love to get closer to the sun. 
But the parent that stays behind know that the storm, that the hell is coming, but yet it has no fear. He sits or she sits and she stretches out its 10 feet wingspan and it covers the eaglets in the nest. She ducks or he ducks his head in. The eaglets hear the heartbeat of his parents. Instead of being fearful, they feel comforted. They feel peace. They feel joy. They feel the warmth of his parents' body. They, they feel the outstretched wings and protection of his parents. Psalm 91, it says, it says, it says, it says that, that God will bind under the shadow of his wings. Listen, in there, they press closer to the breast of his parents because they hear the pity pat, the pat, pat, pat of the heartbeat of his parents. And it says, they love me. They got me covered. I want you to know, in the storm, you need to get deeper. You need to let him cover you in the covering. Though it's storming on the outside, he will show you his heart in the storm, in the trouble, in your heartache. God shows up and he'll cover you. He'll be a tent over you and protection over you. He'll set a garrison. He is the garrison that will protect your heart and your mind. Our God is faithful. Won't he cover you? Won't he watch over you? Won't he show you his heart that you know that he loves you? He speaks love to you. He speaks peace to you. He speaks joy to you. Why don't you, why don't you call on it? Why don't you rest on it? Build up your faith that you can rest in his promises and know that our God cannot lie. He's faithful. He's worthy. He's God. He loves you. He'll show up. He'll show up. He'll show up right on time. Oh, let him stretch and cover you. Let him show you his heart. Let him speak to you. Come with an expectation. I'm your child. I know you love me. I know you for me. So Lord, cover me. Speak to me. Hold me. Let me rest in you. Let me depend on you. I got my eyes. Help me to keep my eyes. Stayed on you, on you, on you, on you, Lord, on you, Lord, because you are the Prince of Peace. Today, do you know him? Do you need this peace? Do you need the covering? Do you need him to, on you, ask him? If you don't know him, say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe that you died for my sins and you got up for power in your hands. Today, Lord, I want you. I need you. Come in. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
will come in to save you. And he'll begin to walk with you and talk with you and show you and cover you and just be there with you. Hallelujah. If you do that, there's some numbers that's going to come up. We want you to call the 400 number so that you can have prayer, that you can contact one of my ministers and they will talk with you, they will pray with you, they will share with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us go into prayer. Father, even now, across this land, there's unrest. There's trouble. There's hurt. There's pain. And some people think that you don't care. But Lord, you meet us where we are. And you take us where you need us to be. You meet us on an individual level. And when we let you in, you show up. When we call on you, you will be right there. Help us to enter into your peace. Help us to get up under your cover and know that you are God all by yourself. Today, Lord, today, Lord, right now, Lord, we need you. Help our unbelief and help us to enter in to your rest your presence, your love, your joy, Lord, your peace. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We hope you was blessed today. We ask that you join us next week and share this message with somebody else. The praise team is ready to lead us out. Love you all. Praying for you all. See you next week, this time. Hallelujah. Oh